from your community radio station. Hello, you're listening to News from the Booth, and I'm Celeste Carey, Interim Co-Manager for the station, and I just want to share a moment with you. It's with a combination of deep sadness and incredible joy that I share the news, the passing of a pillar of the Kabu family and community, Shahid Hamid. Sadness that he is not here to share his light, but joy because his faith moved him to spread his life far and wide, to be reflected in his work and in those who met and loved him. Shahid began his journey with Kabu in 1980, and during the next four decades, along with other members of Cortland's Black community, he ushered in the Soul Strip, the Islamic Point of View, the Jazz Continuum, and Blues in the Morning, among other shows. He and I were among the co-hosts for the Black Public Affairs Program, Proverbial Perspectives. Shahid was not only the first Black president of the Board of Directors at Kabu, he graciously returned two more times to serve despite major health challenges. I dearly appreciated and depended on his intrepid desire to serve with dignity, integrity, skill, and insight. Shahid believed in showing up, doing the work with commitment. He was serious about striving for excellence. And I should add foresight. Shahid helped Kabu secure the endowment to begin our path to financial stability. While pursuing one of his three degrees, Shahid managed the University of Cortland public radio station KDUP, also mentoring many of U of P radio broadcast journalism students. However, his broad vision encompassed so much more than radio. A prolific community media producer, Shahid also produced cable access television shows and founded the Muslim American Media Initiative, MAMI, a collective of over 8,000 members dedicated to issues from an Islamic perspective. A beacon, a powerhouse, knowledgeable, uncompromising, invested, compassionate and loving, insightful, stalwart, steadfast. Shahid Abdullah Hamid. His legacy for Kabul is that we continue to reach for excellence as we serve our community with love. He is remembered. You want to introduce yourself, sir? Yes, I'm uh, Shahid Hamid. I'm a volunteer here at KBOO, Cable Radio, and I've been here since 1980 and worked in a variety of capacities, programmer, board member, I think that's it. When did you first come to Kabu? I came to Kabu in uh, March of 1980. What yeah. brought you here? What attracted you to Kabu Radio? You well, actually have been the community before that. What what uh, what brought Kabu to your attention? Well, uh, we have a program uh, on the air, an Islamic point of view, and I, I was asked by the uh, leader of our community to if I wanted to come down and help put our point of view on on radio. And uh, he said I'll have to take some classes and volunteer and so forth, and so that's what I did. I, I went to took some classes and began volunteering to put our point of view on 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 the air. So you're still doing that show, and, I, and I'm still uh, doing that show. 2017, yes. you're still right, doing that show. Right, that's a right, lifetime commitment. Right, <laughs> right, what was right. KBU like when you walked in the door? 
Cable was it was a lot of activity, and I was struck by the diversity, and uh, uh, it just it was very well welcoming. And I thought, hmm, this is this is something I like to I like to be involved with. Who were some of the people here? Uh, who trained you? Uh, I know George Page was here. Right, George Page was here. I worked with George. Uh, mostly watched him because he was the master blaster. <laughs> and uh, uh, Jane Bloom was doing public affairs at that time, and I worked with her. And uh, who? Vicky. Uh, Vicky Tapiello. Yeah, yeah. She was. She was uh, around. Well, who trained you? Remember who trained you? Um, well, I, I I sort of trained myself, but <laughs> the gentleman that was uh, very instrumental in training me because at that time all I had, uh, you know we had real real tapes, so editing was much simpler than what it is now, <laughs> and uh, it didn't take a lot of training to do that. So, uh, a gentleman by the name of Muhammad Najib, he was the treasurer of our religious community, and he came down and showed me how to edit out any commercials right. because it was not a commercial station and I learned from and I learned from him. You got that razor blade and you were splicing right, the tape and right, putting it together. That wasn't right. as easy as all that. You right. make it sound like it was easy, but it was not that easy <laughs> no, back then. No, it, it ate up quite a bit of time. Yeah. <laughs> and believe you me, uh, I used to hear it from my wife a lot of times about how much time I used to spend in the station. <laughs> and then I uh, I started kind of branching out because uh, I was I branched out into other areas of public affairs, because we was told that that our, we should we should be involved with cable as well, in terms of uh, helping the broader community you know, to understand our point of view and to try to understand their point of view. And then I uh, they had a, a program at three o'clock in the morning. I, I took a music program because I'm interested in music and I wanted to learn how to work the equipment. And so I volunteered from, from Saturday night, 3 in the morning to 6 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, boy, did I learn. Did, did I pay some dues. And you had that show, Essence of Soul, that started around right, this time, didn't right. you? Right, right. The Essence of Soul, I, I believe, started around 81, 82. We had a public affairs person at, at that time. His name was Ross Reynolds. And he came up with the, uh, we, we wanted to do block programming or strip programming where you hear uh, certain types of music every night during the week at the same time. And he asked us to volunteer. He asked volunteers, I volunteered, and I took over the program called Essence of Soul, which was started by Ken Berry, who still uh, participates in the station. Uh, he does the, the Martin Luther King tribute and uh, J.W. Friday and and so forth, and uh, like the rest is history. We 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 did that for about four or five years. Now you were one of the the early people who was really involved, got KBU involved in the MLK celebrations in the early right, is that right? right, and which right. we still are involved with today. And we're still involved with it today. Yeah, proud to be gonna, a partner. Yeah, I think they're going on their thirty second, thirty second. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, the thirty second observance of this uh, great, great, and, and, great and holiday. You've been a big part of that, making that happen. So right, well, thank right. you for that. Mm-hmm. Now you were you're doing other things in the community too. You were do, doing some stuff from OPB in the in the eighties, weren't you? Right, right. OPB was looking for a, a jazz programmer and asked uh, people to uh, apply. So I was one of the applicants myself and you Eugene Bouchard, and I happened to, to beat him out. <laughs> and, and, and I'm gonna I have to ask him about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I did a program called, I called it the, the Jazz Continuum. It was on Saturday night, and I was up against uh, J.W. Friday, which is it was not an envious position to be in. <laughs> and um, I did that for three or four years. And I got, yeah, I got that job primarily because of my involvement with cable. Now, you, you left uh, in the late 80s, 1988. You left for a while to be to continue your graduate studies. Right, Is that right, right, right. Well, my mom was sick, and I'm, I'm from New York, and my mom was ill, and she had been ill for a number of years, and my sister was taking care of her for, for quite some time, and then my sister asked if I would come and kind of relieve her for a bit. Plus, I wanted to do, uh, well, I didn't know I wanted to do some graduate work at that time, but... I went back east for a time from 1988 to 1994, and I worked in as a as a social worker, as alcohol and drug counselor, and uh, I was urged to go for my graduate degree, which was a master MSW. I did. Uh, my mom had passed, and then I couldn't wait to to, to get back to cable. Well, we were glad you came back. You came back mm-hmm. about 1994, I think. Right, yeah. right, 1994. By 1996, you'd resume the essence of soul, and you're you're back in the swing of things. I should say that that I I went to the University of Portland, and became station manager for KDUP at the oh. University of Portland. I I was there, uh, and I graduated from there in 1985. But the chairperson of the communication department, uh, he he heard me on radio and asked if I would be interested in going to becoming station manager for KDUP for credits and uh, cash. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a good deal. <laughs> uh, it, it's a very good deal. <laughs> so you were, you were all across the radio uh, yeah, spectrum. You were yeah. all across so the radio dial. Yep, I was. I, was, and, uh, I brought a lot of uh, people with me from cable because they had we had to fill up their, their, sure. their, their time slots. You got a crew already ready to yeah, go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so. so when you came back, you started doing public affairs things. I think you interviewed John Carlos, didn't you? Yeah, I interviewed John Carlos, a uh, gentleman that did the Black Hand Salute uh, at the uh, Olympics. And uh, that was on a program that I, I, I did, a public affairs program called It Takes a Village. Uh, I did that with... Uh, with your lovely wife, by the way, yeah. for uh, about five or six years. I, about f- I'm not exactly certain how many years, but uh, we did a lot of good programming. We interview- I interviewed just about everybody because it does take a village and to to, to, uh, to make things happen. And I interviewed uh, Sylvester, Norman Sylvester, their memory, uh, who else? John Carlos, of course, and. Uh, just a host of folks, uh, anybody that was interested in, in, in the news, particularly as it affected the, the black community, the, the African-American community, uh, I interviewed. And this is in, in, in addition to your day job. Right, I mean, you right, volunteered right. this whole time doing all this right, stuff right. So that in the best tradition of cable. Right. And I should, I should mention also that at that, at that time that I, I did a blues program, Blues and More. Yeah. Yeah, I did that for... Oh, five or six years. And you you were also in the community doing the Soul in the City concerts, I think, during yeah, the period? Yeah, Soul in the City concerts. We did that during the strip uh, programming when we had the strip programming because one of the things that we were all kind of, all kind of fired up to do was to show that African-American music could hold its own in, in, in Portland. And we had a, two or three concerts that we produced 
uh, in cooperation with uh, Kabu and and, and uh, yeah, and they were very successful, and they was it was good. It was good to be involved with that. In 1998, mm-hmm. you decided to do just a little bit more in mm-hmm. addition to all your programming work <laughs> and volunteer work, and you you ran for the board of directors. I ran for the board of directors. In that's right. The 2000, you became the board president. Uh, the first African American. This is before Obama, by the way. Right, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> True enough, and in fact. The year 2000, 2001, you mm-hmm. did some remarkable things. I got a, a, a program guide here from February 2001, and it's got your picture on it with Alan Bailey and, and the lady from the uh, Oregon Community Foundation, and you're mm-hmm. signing the paperwork for the to establish the KBU Endowment. Yeah, we were very fortunate in getting that done. Alan Bailey was a great, great, a great person, and he loved KBU as so many, so many people did. And I, I, I happen to have another page from uh, from those program guides they're invaluable resources this is a state of the station address at the end of your term and you're talking about how KBU had become not only financially solvent but financially independent we were able to pay the bills without any grants or from anybody else and mm-hmm. and also you talk about our endowment and you talk about uh, increase in membership and you talk about how we started our own KBU news how we we were we right. separated from Pacifica we, during we, that period of time Pacifica absolutely we started our own KBU news and still going and we offer unique uh, a unique perspective to the news and I was uh, glad glad to be involved in establishing that in the closing of your state of the station address in 2001 you talk about KBU continues to meet its responsibility being the voice of the voiceless the voice of the voiceless yeah, that, was a, that was a great speech I still remember that speech Is I get excited right? when I think about that speech <laughs> So you just on kept kept on doing programming, and you tried to retire. You you left in 2006 and 2007, but then you came back and took over the Islamic point of view again, and mm-hmm. and ran for the board mm-hmm. again. And where you're mm-hmm. a member still. I'm still a member. Still I, a member. You know, I just want to be one of many who thanks you for your your record of service. Mm-hmm. It's just tremendous. It's what, labor of love. That's what it is. Uh, when you look back, at, uh, what has KBU meant to your life? KBU means it meant so much in terms of some of the. The folks that I was, I've been fortunate to meet, people like Ken Berry, again, people like George Page, people like yourself, and uh, people like Kathleen uh, Stevenson, uh, Jane Bloom. I, I know I'm going to forget a lot of people, but it, it, it just goes to show that it takes a lot of us to make things uh, work. And it, and it shows that if we have a desire to, to bring diversity and keep diversity alive on Portland Airways, that that we can we can do that if we all work together, regardless of race, color, creed, ethnicity, and, and all those kinds of things, gender, and and so forth. And so it's been a haven for me in in terms of of acknowledging that and working towards that. I I came to KBU not knowing anything about radio at all, and it gave me an opportunity to learn not only about radio but make a contribution to my community and to to the general Portland community, the general community, uh, the broader community at large, and uh, I can never repay cable for, for what it's done for me. Likewise, back at you. We mm-hmm. can never repay you for all of the, of the service and leadership you've provided, and I just look forward to hearing you on the air and see you in the studios mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. a long time. Thank so you. Thank Shahid, you so much, Thank Jane. you. Thank you. It's just been a, a joy working with you. Thank you. Look forward to keep on on with that. <laughs> okay. All right. You take care now. Thanks again. Okay.
are listening to KBOO Portland. My name is Ender Black. I am producer and host of the monthly youth Native American radio show, Squirrel Snow. And Squirrel Snow is broadcast the fourth Friday of the month, 8 to 10 p.m. The term growing the grassroots reminds me of the idea of giving people, citizens, the opportunity to voice not only their opinions, but who they are, their beliefs, because in this way, we are able to balance out the output of media. So it's a real gift, and I'm just very blessed to be part of this community radio experience. KBU helps grow the grassroots of the community by doing what they do best, which is providing a platform, a real platform for people.